Got it. Got it. What's going on in India? Besides construction workers have decided to be banging on something right when we're about to do this. <laughs> Nothing much. <laughs> I know, but it isn't that predictable. <laughs> I know. It'll uh, always happen. <laughs> okay. So, you know, today we're going to talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. And God knows I never thought we'd be hearing about a Kennedy again other than drunken nephews and nieces of the famous grifter family. So being Irish Catholic like they are, you know that's just a family of effing criminals, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty aware they, of that. <laughs> they, they were the ones that smuggled the booze in and sold it to the mafia back in Prohibition. They literally were the kingpins of Prohibition. Oh, wow. Yeah, the actual kingpins. The mafia was beneath them. <laughs> yeah. The the mafia was basically like runners for them doing this shit. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Aaron boys. And you know, they don't want to hear that because you know they sold millions in their city. And and you know, the, the country boy white guys all knew how to make uh whiskey and shit out of stills. But yeah. it was the Kennedys smuggling in all the decent stuff from Scotland and Ireland. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is. Well. <laughs> yeah, and and so John Kennedy's dad was the crook, and he also mm -hmm. manipulated the stock market a whole bunch. I mean, he was he was an OG, the original gangster, like the real thing. So Ooh. when John was running for president, the dad was the one that cut the deal with the Italians because he'd worked with them for so long. And then when John and his brother decided to screw over the Italians, you see how that worked out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Now we move on to Robert, um, mm -hmm. who, to be totally honest with you, I never listened to anything the guy said, because once he was in, uh, and he isn't necessarily an anti-vaxxer, he's an anti-mask, and he thinks a lot of the vaccination stuff was bullshit. Mm -hmm. Now, so I quit paying attention to it. Now, because I knew we were doing this podcast, I bet I listened to 40 interviews with him and aside from his voice and talks like, I don't know if you can be present. <laughs> I mean, the guy's smart as a whip. That may be mm -hmm. the smartest. And he isn't a rhetoric guy. He isn't using rhetoric, which is, you know, what mm -hmm. I do, what you do, what everybody in England does, you know, that was, that was their, that was their way. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know about the COVID stuff, I would undoubtedly vote for him, support him, and give him money. But mm -hmm. the downside is, do we really need another Kennedy in there or another Bush or another Clinton or, for that matter, another Reagan? I mean, yeah. you know, didn't, didn't we kill a bunch of those people and get fucking rid of them so we didn't have to do this stuff? That's my worry. That's that my dynasty, concern. Dynasty politics? Yeah. I mean, here's what I'd tell anybody listening in India. So my dad, in his office, for lack of a better word, that he never used, it was a workshop down in the basement of our house, had a picture of the Pope and had a picture of John F. Kennedy. And those were the only pictures in our entire house that weren't of our family. <laughs> and, and people don't understand. So we were, um, you know, the working, uh, the lower working class in America for, you know, at least a generation, generation and a half. And so when the Kennedys came along, even though they were criminals, we quite frankly didn't care. Did we know it? Of mm -hmm. course we did. And did we care? No, we wanted one of our guys in. Um, John was an ineffective president. 
And mm-hmm. he really was. He wasn't a good president. He was just really good looking. And his wife was really good looking. And his family was really good looking. And that was enough for my people because we finally got one of ours in. Um, and then, mm-hmm. you know, Robert. An Robert Irish Catholic. To, yeah, right. And then, mm-hmm. then, so his brother Robert tries to run the next time around, right in the middle of, you think Black Lives Matter was tough? The 1960s made Black Lives Matter look like they didn't even exist. And people mm-hmm. in America truthfully don't know that, even though it's 50 years ago. Yeah. have no idea how big of a deal it was to have these two rich white boys look out for black people, which is the first time anybody had ever looked out for black people. Mm-hmm. First time in, you know, where, what are we at? 250 years now. So, yeah. so the name will work in the black community. And that's the, the black females are the most single dependent vote, dependable voter in the democratic politics. So okay. he knows what he's, what he's carving out and it's smart. It really is. Um, does Biden need a contender? Yes, he does. Yeah. I, yes, he does. So, so when you told me to do all this, and I know I'm occupying all the airtime, I go to this <laughs> meeting yesterday morning with this guy that does democratic politics all over the world, literally all over the world. I've never met anybody like it. And, uh, and he's talking to me about bringing RFK Jr., which is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to Oklahoma. And I go, you know, I got to do a podcast about that tomorrow. And he goes, you ever want me on there? I'm your guy. <laughs> was oh, like, nice. oh, too late now. <laughs> right. Too late now. But but he's real smart. His name's uh, Ben Eisenberg. And uh, mm-hmm. he's also going to bring in Marianne Williamson. I I knew she was running, but I didn't know she was running as a Democrat. So Joe Biden has two actual contenders. Oh, wow. I had no idea right. the other one existed. <laughs> yeah. And so so the way this works is our state gets money from the DNC because our Democratic Party is basically defunct. So they give us $15,000 a month to run the office and keep uh, some of the computer equipment up. Okay. In return for that, we basically go, well, you know, hey, Joe's our guy. Yeah. Nobody feels that way. We'll all vote for him over Donald Trump. But, you know, would we like somebody maybe in their 60s? Yes. I'd even take 70s at this point over those two old guys. But um, yeah, so this this guy and some other people are going to bring in these outsiders and, and see what they do. But it'll cause a huge rift in our party here. Yeah, I would guess Which, that. You know, who cares? We're not in power anyway. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. So, um, okay, I've taken up almost all the time. So jump in, please. Sorry. Oh, no, I did see like a really long interview of uh, RFK on uh, Bill Maher's podcast. And it was quite yeah. interesting to watch that because uh, Ma was trying to guide him as to what to say and what not to say and kept right. questioning him about the anti-vax and all of that. Because the whole, right. whole thing Ma was trying to tell him is that Dude, the press is not your friend. The moment you announce, they're going to ask you about all the stupid shit you said as yeah. well. You better have answers for them. And he tried right. like guiding him and he had just yeah. cut, finished like a throat surgery. So his voice sounds a lot better now. At least on that okay, interview, good. it sounded a little well, decent too. Yeah. It needs to, because it's weird. <laughs> the He'd be thing- better off using one of those <laughs> talk out of his neck shit. It's, it's, I mean, it's sad, but look, the Kennedy name will carry him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, people, people worldwide have no idea what that carries here. 
even though Kennedy's other brother killed a lady in the river and left her there to die and saved himself. What a piece of shit. But he was a good politician. But mm-hmm. he did do that. He left her in there. Yeah. Half of them did like weird shit and half of them just died in weird adventurous shit that they were trying. <laughs> so, you know, my my favorite son, Kyle, he's really not mm-hmm. my favorite son, but, you know, he's the one that still talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the ball is set that low. <laughs> it's so low, right. So low that I took him all over Scotland to see the what we used to be in charge of because our our family and our clan, for lack of a better word, has always been able to achieve great heights and then our ego gets the best of us and we have terrible, terrible falls. And they're all pretty well documented in history. And I would say the same thing for Kennedy. Here's the funny thing. You know what Kennedy means in Gaelic? Big head. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They have gigantic heads. I know. I I know more about these people than I should just, just, you know, from parental fascination. I am not Mm -hmm. fascinated with the Klan themselves. I am fascinated that they understood as politics was changing from just factual-based debate to television they understood mm-hmm. that was their opportunity and they took it oh yeah correct those yeah. were like <laughs> the first they were sort of like the first politicians who were like geared for the 21st century where they were good yeah. on tv they knew that they just needed yeah. to go through like their stump speech over and over again I, different radio channels news channels and yeah. get out there mm-hmm. and they and they understood that america like Richard Nixon was incredibly smart. I read his autobiography years ago. I think it's, I don't know if his was Carpetbagger's son or or if that was another guy's, but anyway, Richard Nixon's autobiography, in, incredibly intelligent, but he looked swarmy. Like he always mm-hmm. had an eight o'clock shadow. His hair was always kind of like, not Italian greased where it looked really well done. It was just greasy. <laughs> and his face looked greasy. And he, like a lot of people, mistook politics for being factual um, and and uh, and and driven mostly by ideas. And it's not. It's driven by looks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know with Robert. What do you? What do you? Tell me what you know about him and what you think he's going to be able to accomplish. See, the interesting things that I found out about him because we were going to do this was that he was in federal prison in Puerto Rico for three months. The hell did he do? He sued the Navy for either explosions or some sort of testing that they were polluting the soil in that part. And as they kind of did like a civil disobedience type thing and they were all thrown in jail. And it was supposed to be for like a day, but it ended up being like 30 days or a couple of months. I'm not sure what it was. (laughs) But... Also, I heard, I, I was reading about the fact that he sued Monsanto, the fucking, yeah, yeah and those are like good yeah. things about him, and then I hear all right. this weird vaccination crap, and I'm like, oh, dude, knock it off, <laughs> just stick to that one. <laughs> well, and the, the problem with the vaccination stuff, he goes, well, we still had a million people die, and you go, because they wouldn't wear fucking masks. Mm. Literally, they were manipulated into thinking this thing was going to go away. The countries that did really well with this masked up and stuck with it. It's yeah. it's so so even though I will go see him speak here and everything, 
Uh, mm. I'm hesitant to even get a photo with him over that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. It kind of makes you weirdly radioactive. Yeah. And mm. and sticking with it. But, you know, here's the other thing that I would say. His dad had his head blown off. His uncle had mm. his head blown off by literally people we could predict that were going to do it. Yeah. You know, you think of, so all of this stuff happens with his his parents. Did anything happen to um, George Bush for starting the war in uh, in Iraq that's now cost us $9 trillion? Mm. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. They're all walking around like nothing happened. So for one, if he gets close to Joe Biden, he needs to be concerned. Yeah. It, it, that could be bad for him. Now, if he wants to get in there and just stir shit like I do, I mm -hmm. God bless him. And that's what we that's legitimately what we need is somebody who maybe maybe he does have an inside and knows yeah. more stuff than we do. But he's not explaining it in a way that says that. Yeah, the, the really fascinating part was that he didn't have any of like the stump speeches written out. Nobody working yeah. with him trying to tell him like, hey, follow this, do this. You're going huh? on a couple of podcasts. He did Joe Rogan's podcast, which was off the rails because yeah. they talked yeah. for like three fucking hours. Yeah. Whereas Bill Maher's was like an hour and a half. And most of the times you could just tell that Bill Maher was trying to steer him in a decent enough direction where right. he... He was like, you need to be there and you have a good voice, but I don't know. You really have to like get somebody, like get a team together and explain your weird theories on vaccinations right. and crap. And yeah. Ma tried to steer him to the fact that it might not, like he's just not articulating what he's trying to say correctly. Right. In the sense well, that- Well, that, mm. that's why you hire comms people, communications mm -hmm. people. You know, oh, yeah. teach you how to do that. Maybe, maybe he's a super ego because the guy is freaking jacked. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's on steroids, but he's he's sixty eight or sixty nine years old. No, no one looks like that unless they're on steroids. Yeah, even if you ask the Hulk Hogan, he'd be like, "Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sharing my I mean, stash with him." <laughs> right. What I will, but I'm telling you, there's a part of the population that loves the fact that he's talking shit and mm -hmm. and he's obviously a bit of a beast you know mm -hmm. um his his uncles made it because they were a little softer you know what i mean yeah and and look he he probably knows he's an outsider but so was bill clinton mm -hmm. you know bill clinton didn't have a chance and hell he was a governor from arkansas that went around ch chasing college girls and his <laughs> and his governor's limo every weekend. I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> and and, and the playing guy, the saxophone. <laughs> right. And the guy ended up being president. So so what is cool about Joe Kennedy? What makes you want to be him? Well, he's a jack 69-year-old that says whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't care. Isn't that the Democratic Donald Trump? Yeah, that is actually. They are so similar right. in certain ways. Like even yeah. like even to the point where I was like, is your skin tone similar? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's got the tan. He's got <laughs> the forever tan. Look, and 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 here's the thing I would say. Look, the, the Kennedys know what they're doing. They know what their name carries. Mm -hmm. What their name carries in the black community is what would knock Joe Biden off. Look, yeah. everybody else is a tolerant voter. They just don't want Donald Trump back. Mm -hmm. But the black community feels like they owe the Kennedy something 
or, you know, going out and getting their heads blown off trying to help them. Yeah. Because they literally got their heads blown off. Yeah. I didn't know, like, the Kennedy family did that much for... Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Black people. Well, it isn't that they accomplished that much. They were the first ones to publicly politic in the black community, meet with the black community, and try to bring them along. And, and man, I mean, what a, obviously it turned out to be really dangerous, but that isn't what killed him. That, he, he screwed mm. over the mafia guys that got him elected. I don't care what mm. anybody tells you, you can't do that to an Italian. Their pride won't allow them to not kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people just don't understand how it works, but that's, that's how it actually works. You know, if you made the deal, you got to do your part of the deal. So oh, yeah. I imagine if you were a famous mafia guy and you helped get them elected and then they tried to investigate you and have you arrested. Oh yeah. That- you look stupid to your friends. That's the problem. It isn't mm-hmm. that they tried to investigate and get rid of some of these guys. They made them look stupid to their friends. After they basically campaigned on their behalf in their little... (laughs) Yeah. So it's uh, that is a misunderstanding between cultures right there. (laughs) It didn't work out well. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) It didn't work out well. It didn't. I'm curious to see what other countries think of... um, Kennedy running now against Joe Biden. Like the only news that gets out of America is about Biden being old. And that's all yeah. I keep hearing about. Like even people ask me and I'm like, dude, he's actually done quite a lot of shit, but Democrats are just terrible right. at like using a stump they, speech. <laughs> like, here's, here's, what, here's what I will tell you on this and probably get myself in trouble. Mm. Every time I see a Democratic messenger on the news, mm. I go, that is the most unrelatable person I've ever seen. I don't, I don't know them. I don't mm-hmm. have any idea who they are. Why, why are they talking? And why are they saying all this shit that doesn't matter? You know, mm-hmm. if, if look, if Democrats could get back to talking to and about working people, yeah. they could be the powerhouse that they once were. Yeah, you don't have as much of union backing because that time in american life seems to be over although we're moving manufacturing back here now from Mm -hmm. asia so maybe maybe that's going to make a comeback but the um i don't know who democrats are even talking to and you i know from my run for uh statewide office here for the democratic party you've heard all this stuff out of me i don't know who they're talking to they assume that there's an awful lot of people that are just going to vote for them And they've been wrong Mm. over and over and over, especially in the South. Um, In Mm. the South, you've got to have a bit of bravado. They don't like weak men. You know, it doesn't work down here. You got to have a little swing to you and you got to be able to Mm. call shit like you see it. Kennedy will do well down here. He will. God forbid, he may be the guy that takes Biden down, but that doesn't mean he can win in the generals. And nobody can afford to have Donald Trump back. The weird part is, I have a feeling that even Republicans are kind of tempted to vote for him just because of the name cachet that it carries. Right. And yeah, and and look, the the, the news hasn't turned on him yet. He's he's had a glory Mm. ride so far. Wait till all the news turns on him. Look, there's an economic 
There's an economic machine behind politics that nobody wants to hear about or know about. And when Mm -hmm. they say an election costs a billion dollars, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. not government funded, that's a lot of a lot of people that have a say in what happens, you know, and so they push whatever. Yeah, whatever levers they can of power. And, you know, I, I don't know what to tell anybody. I'm I'm surprised where we are in America right now. You know, I'm surprised weird, where we are in Oklahoma. What was that weird number that they gave when we you were checking about uh, the Oklahoma County race, how much that election spend is? Wasn't there someone who gave us a random number? So and there were, well, I, I, th- I think what you have to look at is it's, it's price per vote. Mm-hmm. So there are some races where the price per vote there was a lady that ran for a county race that really didn't do anything, did billboards and stuff and spent like $220,000. And that price per vote was over $100 a vote. Because oh, wow. people just, they, they don't vote, they don't care. I don't mm-hmm. know how to solve that because I do really, really interesting stuff in politics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's I get 10,000 people pay attention to it. When you would yeah. think half the population would give a shit, they just don't. They're just working themselves to death and can't see above that never-ending incoming deal of water that's almost drowning them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and on that positive note, <laughs> <laughs> but that's but that's where people are. Look, we've, we've got people here that are multi-billionaires, yeah. and then we've got everybody else. There's very little in between. There really mm-hmm. is. There's very little in between. And the ones at the bottom are more than willing to fight each other to not be last. They're not worried about being mm-hmm. first. They just don't want to be last. And yeah. it's tragic. You know, it's it literally, it's tragic. Hmm. I know. <laughs> Downer Sean. Debbie Downer I, Sean. I know. This is the middle of my afternoon. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry about it. Well, so here's the question. Is it time for a Kennedy? You know, is it, is it, I mean, look, you know, I'm going to go talk to that second amendment group on the 22nd next, next uh, month. And this lady yeah. asked me and she goes, how did you get in on that? And I go, well, I went to their meeting and I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about schools, but that guy left early and they were so impressed. I showed up by myself <laughs> and they, <laughs> they said, Hey, would you want to speak? Look, the, we as a, as a state and as a country and everything have to do something different, you know, all I hear about you guys is what I see on the news. And quite honestly, I'm a little iffy mm-hmm. on that. Right. <laughs> and I know it's not a good idea to get into that. But look, I, I don't see you guys being uh, more than five or six steps right behind us doing the same thing. Oh, so, we usually catch up. Boom. It's like how I told you about the economic system. <laughs> where yeah. People are now in debt, have multiple credit cards, multiple loans. Right. All of, we caught up in no time, Sean. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to our world. And, you know, mm-hmm. it gets you in so much debt that you work yourself to death. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, your your parents and that generation is used to working that much anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, I, I don't know, and I really mean this. I, I usually want to believe that I could be involved with solutions, but I can't mm-hmm. be involved with a solution where people won't agree that they're in the shitty boat. They yeah. won't agree. They're like, no, you're in the shitty boat. I am not. And you're like, yeah, it's the same water. We only have one or we're going in a circle. Yes, yes, you're in the shitty boat. I am not in your shitty boat. 
you know, I don't, man, dude, I don't know. No, go it's weird. Yeah. Super. <laughs> and I yeah. don't see like Trump's. Oh, did you see the Trump tape of him trying to waving those papers? You can hear the papers yeah. rustling. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. His his base doesn't care. Mm-mm. And that's that's whose mind you want to change and bring them back into the fold of America. Um, they don't care. They don't they literally don't care. There's nothing you're going to say about the guy that mm-hmm. is going to be bad enough to make them turn on him. It's just not. And I don't what do you what do you do with that? <laughs> like that level of worship for a political leader is just so fucking odd. I mean, yeah. When when if you knew anything about politics, they've got to manipulate maybe a hundred different groups to become mm-hmm. president and raise yeah. ungodly amounts of money, and mm-hmm. that would make you a con man. And I don't care what what side you're on or anything else. You know, that's what it takes to become president. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're skilled, you know, and. And look, DeSantis, I thought, had a shot. The more I listen to the guy, he he, he has no people skills. You know why Bill Clinton became president? Oh, amazing people skills, even if he was getting too close to the girl he was talking to. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I mean, in America, do we care about these pervy men? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We need to quit lying and saying we do because we <laughs> want to act like we do. We don't. We hire one after another after another. But is that? what men are like that run for those kind of offices. I mean, are I, I really mean it. Are we the ones that are wrong about the way we think of the personality that runs for that office? See, it's that thing I told you, right? Where a CEO, someone who runs for president, they have to be slightly psychopathic and wonky in their uh-huh. head to Correct. crave and run for that kind of power. And yeah. Or you, or why would you waste your time? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you got like me, me in politics. I do city politics. People, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they go, you work for me. And I go, I make 25 bucks a month, my friend. Twenty five. <laughs> I'm, I'm here because I want to help. Now I can go back to my job. I don't need to do mm-hmm. this stuff if you think you can do it better. But, you know, oh, when you yeah. get to yeah, when you get to their level, there is real money involved. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're making you're making decent money, at least. The governor of Oklahoma gets to spend 14 billion dollars every year. So if that 14 wow. billion was going to people that were business enemies of yours, you get to move it and send it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's not really graft, but it's graft. Mm-hmm. 14 billion dollars every year yeah crazy that is uh i would have never thought of it like even state governors having like that much Mm -hmm. discretionary funds right isn't it amazing well it's Mm -hmm. not all discretionary but if you could peel five billion off for your friends you know Mm -hmm. they're happy they got you in and they're happy to keep you in and then it lets yeah. the next person know what the job is. So we went through some problems here with the county commissioners. And when I first moved here about 25 years ago, and a whole bunch of them got arrested. I mean, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Prosecuted, went to jail, all this shit. 
couple of governors uh, were were felons by the end of it. One of them went to jail. The guy used to come to my original restaurant, nicest guy in the world, um, wrote a wrote a really great autobiography, you know, on basically how to become a politician um, in high school. He wanted to be a high school president, so he remember, memorized every single person's name in a school of 1,200, I believe it was. And if it wasn't 1,200, it was 900. Every mm-hmm. person. So when he walked down the hallway, he could say their name, and that's how he got elected. Oh, wow. That's, See, that's, re- that is- <laughs> that's retail politics right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's genius. You just go, that's all you did was memorize their names? Because everybody wants to hear their name said by somebody who's important. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, right. So, you know, I don't, uh, I, I don't aspire to be any of any of those things. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see where all of this goes. Look, the the, the Kennedy thing, and the term is called Kennedy magic. Like they 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 magically have it. And if you really watch a movie about John F. Kennedy when he started, he was a shitty mm-hmm. speaker and everything else. His dad, much like me, was like, "Hey, man." Came to America. Let's let's own this goddamn place. Let's take our seat, and yeah, uh, so he put them in the in the money system they were in back east. Those people all knew that Kennedy's dad was a criminal, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do business with him. And so yeah. instead of being a Republican and trying to get their support, he went totally the opposite way and acted like they were working class with that weird ass accent that all of them have. You know, they, they have a like mm-hmm. fakest ass East Coast <laughs> accent I've ever heard. It makes no sense outside of their home. It just oh, doesn't. God. Mm-hmm. Isn't that this great it, joke that Americans will vote for anybody who has a weird fucking accent, which is why I'm so <laughs> worried about how RFK sounds. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. here's, the, here's the thing. Um, I And I mean this. He might do enough damage to Biden. And knock him out. And that is probably everybody's concern. And that's why I'll keep you informed when they try to bring him and this Marianne Williamson lady in, how much blowback there is. Because I don't care. I hey man, yeah. I think everybody needs a competitor to keep your ass in a seat and keep you working. I mm-hmm. I, I think competitive competition is good. If you just up there and you're walking, yeah. Right. Hey man, do you got to do something? Look, the DeSantis running against Donald Trump has made Donald Trump go even crazier mm. and saying more crazy shit and everything. And it lets you see what the guy's willing to do to get elected. And then if you elect him, you're on your own. I'm, you know, yeah. You, you, you have dual citizenship. I can get out of here, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't have any idea what these folks think is going to happen. But, you know, we. We haven't had a civil war here in a very long time. You know, the 1960s were the closest to it we became. And that was over Vietnam and race relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about You're Brexit. Was, was Brexit caused because America got England into the war in Iraq? And the English people were so pissed that they didn't have a backbone to stand up to America. They decided to cut them off from everybody around them that supported them because they couldn't do it to America. Mm-hmm. I mean, give that some thought and we'll talk about it on another podcast, but you go, oh, good. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. Some, somebody brought that up and I'm like, my God, you might be right. Wow. 
You know, and they just okay. play around. Tony, around Tony Blair. Right? <laughs> you know, how many Brits died over there? How much money did it cost you? It cost mm. us $9 trillion for this guy to try to go revenge, a guy that tried to put a hit out on his dad. His dad was the head of the CIA. How many hits did he put out? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the weird part. <laughs> God almighty, man. Yeah. So it's... Uh, I don't know where all this goes. I mean, I really, I really mean it. I, I don't have any idea. I'm 60. So, you know, maybe, maybe the next 10 years is a little rough, but I don't suspect that I'm going to be here to see regime change or anything. You know, no. I, I think Trump was probably as close as we got to it. And mm -hmm. uh, January 6th may have ruined that for his group, you know, cause it, it, mm -hmm. it's the worst coup attempt in history. Oh God. Yeah. Like, like we are professionals at going to your country and doing a coup. <laughs> and that was the most embarrassing shitty coup attempt I have ever seen. It was like, I can do a coup. I'm just showing you I could do it and not do it. <laughs> I mean, wow. It's Crazy. like almost they, they had control of the capital, but nobody had thought ahead just to figure out what the next step was. <laughs> they were just looking at each other going like, okay. Maybe I'm going to wipe yeah. some poo on the wall and <laughs> steal right. a lectern and run out. <laughs> and then I'm going to leave. Right. They go, well, evidently, you guys, that, that tells me that most of those folks didn't spend any time in a library. Oh, now, yeah. Step one, step two, step three. Why was there not a book? Why was nobody in charge? You know, I, I, it, it literally is the most embarrassing coup attempt I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. from the country that does it really well <laughs> to other people. See, that shows that nobody in the intelligence community, nobody else gave a shit about Trump being right. there. They were like, yeah, this right. is an election. We were going <laughs> to shut the fuck up. And it's just these uneducated morons running around in there going like, right. okay, we got the government. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, you got the government. Okay, what are you going to do now? So have you ever heard the analogy of a, a dog chasing a car, barking at it? Mm -hmm. What do they oh, do? Yeah. With, what do they do when they catch the car? That was, ex <laughs> that was exactly what happened to the guy, the uh -huh. rioters on Jan Six. Them. <laughs> yeah, you go. Okay, you're here now. What? We had a we had a deal like maybe ten years ago. This uh, this group of dreamers, meaning people that came to America unwillingly as children, but still mm -hmm. are not citizens. And they wanted to have a meeting with Democratic leaders, which in retrospect, they obviously didn't know much about government. But so we, we all go to meet with them. And, uh, and finally, this guy that was a state senator goes, what do you want? He goes, mm -hmm. all you're doing is sharing your feelings with me. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit. He goes, what do you want? If you don't know what you want, how do you expect me to go get it for you? Now, if you're going to mm -hmm. call me and have me come down here, have the respect to know what you want. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. right. January 6th. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you want Donald back in? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Because you'll look a little bit confused on your Facebook profile. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's what that's what I would say. You know, I rarely talk about it just because, you know, it was a disgusting day in our history, but you just go. The single worst coup attempt in modern history. <laughs> I think that's what the documentary should be called. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
you, you know, and we've got sheriffs and all this other stuff from Oklahoma that were there. And you guys, you guys couldn't organize better than this. You run a sheriff's department. <laughs> I mean, my God, how, how could it be this bad? You mm -hmm. know, which, which, uh, yeah. so I, I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I hope I live long enough, um, to see where all of this goes. So um, I know we've only got a few minutes left. Let me let me yeah. tell you something that won't people in India may not care about, but people here. So you you know in politics right now, everybody that people picked on in high school are the people they're still picking on um, because it works. And so mm -hmm. Oklahoma, our head of of education, put out this crazy video yesterday about trans people in the bathroom. Bathrooms only for girls. So we had one incident in. Edmond, Oklahoma, 700,000 students. We have one incident of a trans kid that transfers in, looks like a girl, says it's a girl, signs up and everything else, goes into the bathroom. And I don't know if these girls were being mean to her or, mm -hmm. you know, like girls will do, you know, to the new girl. Or if they said something to her about being trans, which evidently there was no way to tell, but this girl beat the shit out of one of them. And the parents say she was knocked out. Their kids were knocked out on the floor. And the other one, mm -hmm. the principal was like, yeah, it was a minor, it was a minor scuffle. <laughs> so, so let's say it's somewhere in between. We have mm -hmm. one, one incident, one. And this guy probably spent $15,000 on this video yesterday about it and trying to scare people. And you go, but I can tell you literally by name right now, 10 coaches and teachers that are being accused of, violence, uh, sexual assault, all this other stuff in these different schools that have not had their licenses begun to be removed. And he's just but we're focusing... focused on the stupid bathroom issue from that time. Uh... Right. But I got to tell you, I was at this meeting in a really small town about two weeks ago, and mm -hmm. three of the people in the audience brought it up. And I'm like, you know, this stuff is not happening in small town Oklahoma. They would have run those people off or killed them. I know, I'm like, in that small town, you should have asked them, how many trans people are here that y'all are so bothered about this? So worried. <laughs> y'all probably know the five Democrats by name anyway, so <laughs> just shut up and leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. And more than likely, it's some elected official that likes to dress in women's clothing. It's really not <laughs> the weirdo down the street that you think it is. I know. <laughs> That's where we are, buddy. It is... Uh... I, my, my dad would be so embarrassed at what we have become and how petty and, uh, and weird things have become. I'm, I'm glad he's not around to see this because he would be, nah, he would just be embarrassed. Let me take some bread out here real quick. All right. Uh, 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 that one's done. Yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. out of town today. It's going to be, a, all right. Let me see Wait, on this under one. Under a minute. So we might just get oh, okay. Off. Mm. Okay, well, take us out then, buddy. That was the Villages podcast about Robert Kennedy <laughs> Jr. <laughs> Woo! Robert Kennedy Jr. Woo! Hell yeah. I don't know. <laughs>